My name is Candy Cantrell, and you are listening to the Seriously Eve podcast. If you've ever picked your will over what God intended, the good news is we are forgiven. And what the enemy meant for evil, our Father God can turn to good. Happy to have you join this journey with us as we discover our worth through the God that chose Eve and chose you and me. This episode is going to be a little different. This one is going to be more of a testimonial story that I want to share with you. I'm recording this early because my husband and I have decided we are going to take a week off and enjoy some Florida sunshine. We are blessed. We had a vacation that is almost 50% paid for free to us. So we are going to take advantage of that. And I wanted to have this recording early. So while we're on vacation, I can just focus on time with God and my husband and then just enjoy some sand between the toes and some sunshine. So I want to tell you the miracle of the adoption of my daughter, Gina. I love to tell this story because it's such a pivoting time for me in understanding God's story that he will write for our lives without us even knowing he's doing it, Uh, learning how to hear his voice and just how to follow directions and to have that bulldog tenacity that when you feel like you've heard from him that nobody can change your mind. There's nothing that anybody can do to make you believe differently. So we are going to go way back. And this was my uh, first or second mission trip to Haiti. God had given me a dream before we left. And it was of this little girl. And in the dream, it was I had found her under a bridge and I was talking to her and I started to clean her up and put a little dress on her. And the dress was a dress that was actually one of my other daughter's dresses when she was little. But for some reason, God let me see the color of this dress and everything in the dream. And that's what I put on her. And it was a little blue Oshkosh dress that was my daughter Amber's. So that'll come back up in the story later. I had that dream before going, had no idea what it meant, what it would relate to anything. But as we were on this trip, I was staying in a compound with my husband and we had like a gate that separated the um, community outside of it. And there was guards and stuff that kept us safe inside and uh, we would eat there. There was it was right on the water so we could sit by the water and rest and stuff after a long day of being out on the mission field. So one day I walked out that gate and uh, there was this little girl and she was all dirty from playing in the dirt and barefooted. And she just bent over with the biggest smile. I can't even explain to you how that smile just grabbed me. But I went over to her, she was three years old, and I picked her up and I was holding her and I just immediately fell in love with this little girl. I had no idea at the time that she would end up being the little girl that was in that dream God had given me. But 
I decided she was going to go with me as much as I could. Any ministry that I was doing while we were there that week, I was toting her around on my hip and she was just, uh, her name was Gina and they called her Genia. So she would yell all the time because uh, my name in Creole uh, candy is Bon Bon. So I would come outside the gate and I would hear her yelling Bon Bon, Bon Bon, and she would come running and I'd pick her up and I couldn't wait every every day or even, you know, after our meals or whatever, where I could get outside that gate and pick this little girl up. Now we had to leave many days and go out on the mission field and she couldn't come with us. But anytime we were close enough and I could bring her, I had her with me as much as possible. And so the day finally came for us to leave. And we were in the back of a truck and I had met her father and they lived in this little hut right right outside of the compound. And they didn't have but in but very little. And I remember uh, just looking at what they would eat and they would eat a little bit of rice a day. Her mother had gotten sick and was no longer there. So dad was trying to take care of several children and it was just a lot for him. And he was not able to provide as much as he wanted to, but he truly loved his children. So the day we're leaving, we're in the truck and here comes running this little girl's father. And he had borrowed a dress from somebody and cleaned her all up, put little dress shoes on her and uh, brought her running to the truck and they tr stopped the truck and he's talking Whatever he's trying to say is towards me, but uh, the interpreter is listening. And then he told her that, uh, you know, God said that she was to be my child. And my heart was just breaking as this little girl can hear what he's saying. And you, you just can't take a child. You have, there's a whole process you have to go through. So my heart was breaking and we left. We flew home and I had children of my own at home and my life was already financially tough with the children that we had. And I just kept thinking about this little girl and asking God, what, what am I supposed to do? Well, God gave me dream after dream to where then I finally talked to my husband and I asked him, you know, what was his feelings? And we agreed together, we were going to start the process of adopting Gina. So upon return, we had another mission trip planned. God gave me a dream that I was to hire this person and he was going to be the lawyer who was going to handle the adoption of Gina. So we went there and I told the entire group that was going there that God gave me this dream and this man was going to show up and I was going to hire him and he was going to be the lawyer. Now we were on the very last day of our mission trip and this dream did not come to pass and I was feeling very discouraged because I believed that on this trip, I would get the process going and this would start. And as we were sitting around at the table down by the pool, uh, we were staying at a hotel near to the airport. A man shows up and walks up to us and asks us for help. And so the interpreter is telling us that uh, he was actually on a bicycle. His bicycle chain had broke and he was needing help. So ends up he is a attorney and he is on bike headed back to his office 
uh, late at night. And so because of his bike breaking down, he, you know, was now in the dark and so forth and needed help. So we gave him a ride and I ended up hiring this man the night before we are flying out and then began the process. Now, I will tell you this process was extremely expensive, extremely hard. And this lawyer that God appointed for me to use did a terrible job on our adoption. And there was so much frustration. So we're going to speed forward because we only have 15 minutes here. We're going to speed forward to the time that I believe God wants me to go and get her. And we don't have proof that the adoption is ready, but the U.S. Embassy is pulling out of Haiti. Haiti's becoming very dangerous and we need to react or we may not get this adoption done at all. Well, before we left, God showed me three baby outfits hanging on a clothesline. And I had also helped with two other adoptions. And one of them was Gina's older sister. And then there was another child that I had found at an orphanage. So those two adoptions were in the process too. So all of us mothers and fathers all went that were planning on doing the adopting. We came up against all kinds of riots. I will tell you, there was one time we were in the back of a van and uh, there was flooding happening and a riot on the street. The water was coming into the back of the van and we were scared for our lives. And I remember just protecting the children in the back, trying to keep from anything happening. Just it was crazy. Someone was attacked coming into the place where we were staying. It was very dangerous. Well, it got to where one of us had to leave because we had our children back at home. And same with the others who were there to adopt. One of them had to leave also. So I knew that God showed me those children were coming home. So I stayed, talked my husband into going back and taking care of our other kids. And I stayed there and things got extremely dangerous. There was a time we were in an office having to crawl on the ground um, to get, uh, we just needed a stamp on a paper, but a family was coming to attack this building because a police officer is, had shot someone. Uh, that was one of the crazy episodes that took place. We would go and try to get a signature and a stamp. And every time we would go, they would say we're missing something. And I was so discouraged and just drained. And God gave me another dream while we were there of all these papers on a desk and his hand went over them and they stacked on top of each other. And someone put a stamp down as if to approve it. So I wasn't giving up. I was and and I will tell you, my mother back at home was scared to death. She was calling the Haitian embassy trying to find her daughter, but I wasn't leaving until this was done. So it ends up that I was in a line to get my paper stamped and I, they were not letting me in. They were keeping me out. And I said, I have to use the bathroom. So they let me in and I used the bathroom and I went to a desk of this lady and I offered her my earrings. I offered her everything that I had extra with me and begged her, please just, you know, I'm trying to say it. I can't speak their language, but I'm trying to show her I'm handing my paperwork out um, and trying to show her what I need. And we got a stamp. I got out of there. And then from there, 
let me let me backtrack to before my husband left, we left the book bag in a taxi in a very quick moment of getting out of the taxi and everything we're talking at that point, I believe $7,000 had been spent and all the paperwork in this backpack and the taxi had taken off. And we realized after being exhausted and getting to our building that our backpack is gone and him and our missionary went back downtown and were looking for now these taxis are all beat up cars that there's there's no sign on them that say taxi but god helped them find the taxi that the book bag was in and so my husband went up and was asking him you know is it in here and he's denying no 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 and the windows are rolled down and he's seen the part of the book bag sticking out from underneath the back seat and dove through the window and retrieved our backpack so <laughs> we were up against battle after battle after battle but we knew that God was going to help us get our daughter so all right so zoom back forward uh, so now now, I have the stamp and our missionary puts me on the back of a motorcycle and we are in a race. They took my uh, daughter to Gina, got her, got us to the airport when we finally got the last bit of paperwork. So we finally get the last bit that we need for Gina and I to get out of Haiti. And they take us by motorcycle to the airport. And I remember when they handed her over to me once I was over the line of customs and they hand her to me and I am standing there. I just start to weep. I have this little girl who is now my daughter and all I have on me is $20. I have given everything away and a bag. And that is it with her adoption papers and just our backpack. And that's it. So we get on the plane and we are flying to Florida. Gina has never seen any, it's probably ever even seen an airplane. And here she is sitting beside me on this plane, can't speak English. And so I am just holding her hand. And all of a sudden the plane takes a huge dip. And to find out Hurricane Irene is hitting in Florida where we have to land. We land and they get us in the airport. Our plane, next plane is canceled and we have to get to a hotel and I have $20 and that's it. Nobody wants to transport us because the hurricane is hitting so hard but we finally get this guy in a van to take the two of us that he drops us off at this hotel and he drops us off outside will not help with our bag nothing because the palm trees are literally bending to the ground it is so bad so I put Gina on my back and I'm running in and we get into this hotel and we're sitting into the lobby, which is all glass. And I'm asking them if I can use the phone because I, I don't even have a credit card. I have nothing to get this hotel room. So I'm trying to call home and I get a hold of my husband. He gets them a credit card. As we're sitting there, a huge explosion happens out front of the hotel and it is a transmitter that just, I mean, it was like fireworks. So they rush us and get Gina and I. Now we have to walk the hotel. We're staying in a really cheap hotel. So you have to go outside and enter the door and we're on the second floor. So we get into the hotel room. I am sitting in a bathtub with this little girl. 
who who I have just rescued from a third world country. And she probably thinks this is what I have rescued her to is a world where everything is in chaos. But we sat in the tub. I just held on to her until the storm passed. And when morning came, there was flooding. So I go down to the first floor to try to use a payphone to call my husband and see he's checking to see flights to get me out of there. And I'm talking to him on a payphone with water up to my calves and Gina's on my back and it ends up we have to move to another hotel and they can't get us out on any flight. So we move to another hotel and I have enough money. I had that $20. I take Gina to get her first happy meal to McDonald's that was right beside the hotel. And we go back and sit on the bed and we are watching TV. I remember she was watching Barney and we're on the bottom floor and there are water roaches so big. They're the size of her hand on the walls. And I am just devastated. Like, first of all, God, all right, we got her out, but the other two didn't come. And I am, I'm broke. I'm lost. I don't know when we can get here. And I get to a payphone and I call my husband and I'm crying and I'm like, I have to get out of here. And he said, Candy, I just found out the other two adoptions are approved and they will be coming to Florida. Can you, you need to wait another day and then you'll have all three out. So Jean and I waited another day, but the whole miracle is we show up to the airport to fly out and the other two girls arrive and the one is going with me on the plane. And so I get her and so her and my daughter, Gina, I take and we had a layover somewhere else night. We had so much fun. We were safely out of Florida and I don't know what state we were at the layover, but these girls are in the bathroom flushing the toilet and they just think it is the coolest thing. They've never seen toilets that flush and just like everything was a new adventure to them. And so I want her to look cute. So I pull out this dress and I put it on her because we're going to be arriving. And this other little girl is going to be arriving to her. Parents will be at the airport uh, when we get there. And so I put on this dress. I'm sitting there on my knees dressing her. And it was that original dream that God had given me. And it was the little blue Oshkosh dress that I had brought of my older daughters. Never thought about it, but I'm on my knees. I'm in the bathroom. I'm cleaning her up. And I put that dress on her. And it was the exact dream played 100% that God had given me before I had ever even met my daughter. So my daughter is amazing. I absolutely love her. She was uh, four by the time we did get her out. And um, the story of the attorney that we hired that was terrible, that did an awful job on our adoption ended up He learned so much from it that him and our missionary linked up and they were the number one attorney and missionary getting children out of Haiti for adoption. So I will tell you that that testimony came with a lot of trials and tribulations, but God came through in every situation. And I want to remind you that sometimes when you go through something, you know, me hiring that attorney, God had me hire him. He did terrible for me. He did an awful job, but the children that were rescued and saved the orphans that were 
able to get out of that country afterwards because God appointed him. And even though it was a trial with me, it it was used to God's glory later. I have a good friend in Florida who has a child that she adopted right there from the same community that Gina was in. And uh, Gina's sister lives here too. And she is with a family in Florida. And so many children were brought out because of Gina's story from that very first adoption. So I'm sharing that with you because I It's a story that it takes a whole episode to tell, and it's one that blesses my heart so much. So I am recording this actually right now, right before Thanksgiving, and I was thinking about the things that I'm thankful for, and I'm so thankful for my daughter. She is, I remember when she was young, she looked at me and she said, Mom, when you get old, I'm going to take care of you. And I know it's because she feels and knows that the fight we went through for her, for people who say that adoption isn't the same as having a child, I will tell you that three, <laughs> three de- births and deliveries would have been easier than everything that we went through <laughs> with the process of adopting Gina. So, um, and she is very much <laughs> my child. And I, I forget many, many times that she's adopted and it's crazy because she's black, she's Haitian. And I remember one time I was walking behind her and looking (laughs) at her from behind. And I was like, how is she built so good? Because I'm not like that. And her dad's not like that. It's just, I forget many times that she was chosen and actually not birthed from me, but God picked her. He picked her. And I know she has a great call on her life. I don't know what God's going to do in in her life, but I know what I've seen already. She's such a blessing to mine and to every person that she comes in contact with. So I just wanted to share that with you. I hope you're blessed with it. It's a great story for the holiday season. So um, love every one of you and uh, just, just happy to share my story with you. What a blessing it was talking with you today. You know, my prayer is that within every Seriously Eve podcast, something will resonate with you and impart that unconditional love of Jesus. If you felt that today, I would like to invite you to visit us at www.seriouslyeve.com for more content. Follow us on Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok at Seriously Eve. Until next week, remember, chase God with everything in you and save yourself a lot of heartache by staying away from those forbidden apples. Love you and call you blessed.